Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for the love of cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 342B. B. Thank you, sir. The second episode for the week, we will now have a one of episode of Nimona, a closer look. I know we talked about Nimona a few weeks ago, but we're gonna we're gonna get out a little under the surface on this one. Uh, that one's available on Netflix. With you for that discussion, Grayson Maxwell and Christopher Bond Roger is He's he's abducted. He's gone. He was too afraid to take on this discussion, and he <laughs> fled to the hills of West Virginia or Pittsburgh or someplace to he float down a river. The, he fled the land to float naked down a river wearing only sunglasses. <laughs> At least that's how I like to see it. Anyway, uh, with Grayson Maxwell and Christopher Bond, for the episode discussing Haunted Mansion, check out and the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, and trailer talk. Check out episode 342A posted on Tuesday, August 8th. So, Chris, let's get into it. Now, this is an episode that Chris and I planned for a few weeks now. I know it's um, – we talked about Nimona, and it's got pretty high marks on pretty much every site oh, yeah. you know, you're going to look, look at. However, mm-hmm. Nimona is adapted from a comic. Um, the movie is – the movie definitely has some things going under the surface mm-hmm. of what's on the surface. And we just wanted to do an episode and talk about some of those things what we noticed when we were watching it because we didn't really get into them on our on our when we discussed the film several weeks ago. So. Well, no, and and I think that's because you know on the surface this is a this is this was a good film, right? So it, it, like in our in our original re- uh, kind of like review and discussion about the Nimona film was that you know the movie is fun, the movie is you know, it's unique in in the way it delivers a lot of its you know a lot of the action on screen, the characters, and everything all the way through. It is a it is a, a good film. It's a fun film to watch. So it has all the elements that kind of make that up in a movie you want to see. It's it's the talk and the thi- of about the things that I've noticed. You know, as I was watching the film, that you know, in essence, don't have to don't have to deal with the film itself, but ha- like the discussion that it's trying to have, kind of like beneath the surface. Which you know, again, I don't think lends to the actual episode that we you know, that we did on the film itself because it, it, it goes a little deeper than what the actual film is. So, but I think they're still relevant and I think it's an interesting talking piece for, you know, all the things that the, the film is, is doing, you know, whether it be through the medium of the entertainment side of things or to the messaging side of things that it is trying to accomplish. Oh, I, I agree. And it's also, I mean, being, being 2023, it is, I mean, it is more of a hot button issue than it's ever been. So, mm-hmm. I mean, also, it's just I like to talk about some of these things that maybe we don't talk about on our main show. Also, it's like a, a dedicated, you know, deeper look, a, a closer yeah. look that we're going to we're going we're gonna to do. So, Chris, let's get into it. I know that I, I was going to kick over to you to start things. I, I know that okay. you have a lot of things to say about this. So before we can start things, I'll kick it over to you. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is um, this movie is still highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a 94 critic score to 91 audience score. And that's with like a thousand plus reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for the for the audience score. So say what you want. The people, you know, like people are talking about how this movie's getting getting a lot of hate, all this other stuff that, you know, that the Christian community, you know, you know, they're not gonna watch it and all this other stuff. Even with all that out there, and all of it warranted, mind you, this movie has still got a 91 audience rating. So the movie is still doing just fine. And as we dive into the things that we're going to talk about, it isn't, it isn't so much uh, from a place of, you know, 
like this movie's bad. Don't watch this movie. But it, it's things that are absolutely present in the film from an adult's perspective, you know, as you watch the movie and highly intended by the people who made the film and, you know, from, the, you know, all the way back to who made the original web comic. So there are things that are worth talking about. The movie is good. The movie's fun. The movie has a lot going on, I think, is the first thing that should be said. I agree. And something to point out on meta, the Metacritic score, which is, you know, a very respected scoring system still on the Internet is it's, a it's like 70, right? 75, 75 even. Yeah. Which yeah. is extremely respectable. True. So it is on the surface. It is it is a it is a very good movie. It's very, you know, very yeah. Shrek like of, you know, there's 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 a monster, but there's you know, there's there's always things surrounding why the monster is here and like what it's doing and the story surrounding everything else. But it's. So let's start. Let's let's get into it, Chris. Shall we? Sir? Yeah. Let's, let's let's get into it. Yes. So you want to lead in, or do you want me to? Um. Well, uh, let's talk about the author for one second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please. The author is uh, is N. D. Stevenson, co-producer on the film. Did work closely with Netflix, and I like it when the original the original author, if you're doing an adaptation from the page to the screen, is there. They obviously yeah, have. Of course. It, it all came out of their brain, so mm-hmm. it's nice to have them around. So you can, so the more of a more of an accurate representation is there, and I I, th- I think it's important because Nimona is so, you know, heavy-handed, and I know with a lot of people talking about the Barbie film lately doing incredibly well in the box mm-hmm. office and ratings is, you know, a lot of one of a very s- similar complaint through a lot of people's reviews is it's very heavy-handed with some of the, with some of the themes. That was one of my complaints, actually. Well, that was one of your complaints, but also, yeah. you know, people are saying that that's you know one of the things. Oh, yeah. But is very heavy handed at times. There's a speech that America Ferrera gives. It's it's like that she might as well put a put like a spoon through the screen and start spoon feeding you your popcorn. <laughs> right. because, like, that's you know, it's very preachy. It's very preachy. Yes. yes. And in this one, it doesn't really try to hide anything. And it's mm-hmm. to argue that it's not there is just simply not an argument. Now. One of the things I want to say is like up to this point and like even when I was a teenager working in the movie theater and in college and then after and pretty much up to like 2020, if they were going to do this, it was extremely subtle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Extremely extremely subtle. And you could argue with some people that it's there and some people might, you know what? I didn't see it like that because it just didn't. And okay, you didn't. And one thing I want to say with Mitchell's versus the machines is. Mm-hmm. That's a movie that we talked about. We loved, as a matter of fact, Mitchell yeah. vs. Machine. That's a hell of a movie. That's a ten. That's easily a nine or a ten, hands down. It won. Yeah. It got nominated for several awards that year. It even won one of them. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Mitchell vs. Machines. However, that was a movie, and I, I think the important distinction needs to be made between Netflix and theatrical release. Is okay. that movie was a Sony Animations movie that Netflix bought. So I mm, think that okay. was, I think that was originally intended for theatrical release. It's possible, yeah. Which is why I think some of it's kind of subdued in a way. So the only like the the daughter whom the parents are escorting to college and they get swept up in this in this wacky adventure of like Furbies coming to life in a mall and you know they're floating mm-hmm. down a river and on the donkey. It, it's all it's a great it's a great little you know it's a great little movie, but is. She does give, and and you can if you're not paying attention, you'd you'd absolutely miss you, it. It's, you could miss it, yeah. It's stuff that she's packing, you know, little things she says to her parents about, you know, well, I'm trying to, you know, she's trying to tell her mom and dad something is, and then in the end, when her when 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 her when her when her girlfriend comes to visit is, oh well, she is she's a lesbian, but yeah, it's not. 
that's not part of the adventure that they go on. That's part of the characterization that that girl is going through, but it's not part of the adventure. The Mona, on the other hand, everything is about the allegory of, you know, kind of the LGBTQ spectrum here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything on this, in this film kind of revolves around that. And well, it, 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 it leans on, on uh, trans and the gender fluidity thing, right? Gender, and- gender, gender identity. And one thing, it, neither one of us is, Neither one of us is a is an expert on gender studies or anything, so this no. is just our thoughts. You know, one of us having kids that watch the film, and other you know other parents. I've sought out uh, discussion points online about this and what they thought about it, and I just that's where we're going with this. We're not trying well, to yeah, be yeah. anything like that. But. Well, no, no, and and well, it's, it's one of those things. Whereas I, I I say this all the time: if you're going to make a movie or anything and you're going to and you're going to include certain subject matters in it that's fine you're allowed to do that and you should do that but you have to be okay with the discussions that come from from those from those choices so i mean like you said it it's just you and me we're talking about this film but i, I think we're kind of just putting like our discussion about a film in a deeper way kind of like for everyone to hear and you know whatever that may be and i like the fact that there are these things present isn't a problem, right? It, it's tw- it's twenty twenty three. You know what I mean. Not. And and the main thing is that where you talk about how you know some people think that one way or another on it. You know, like some people, you know, like don't you know have said like you know, well, there isn't like this trans you know ideology mixed in with this film. However, if that's the case, you know, a lot of people have latched on to this film in in that community though where like this is like a film for them and you know they're championing the film so it absolutely you can't have it both ways like this absolutely exists in this film and to say it doesn't is is almost disingenuous but there's more than just that in here there's also the lgbtq thing you know, you, you have um Ballister's character you know uh being in a romantic relationship with golden loin which is obvious from the very very early scenes they show you that right away um, it's it's a little more subtle and in, in the way that it's usually done, you know, in any relationship in any in any movie between two characters, especially one rated PG. But like, you know, you definitely get that as well. There's nothing wrong with with like these things being present. I think the problem I have, again, is the heavy handedness of everything and how there's a lot of things being driven home along those lines. Other things that are in this film that I don't think belong that like not belong, but like things that are worth pointing out and things that should be known and I'm not I'm not a religious person, right? I don't go to church. I'm not Christian in any way, shape, or form. However, there is a heavy amount of dialogue that, again, right below the surface, is directly talking about Christianity and its views and how and making like the religion of what these people follow in this film almost that is one of the bad guys in the movie. And there's a lot of negativity towards the, like like their outlook and you know they're made into the villains, which again. It's not, it's not clear in, in, in the movies, um, like, what is it, advertising of what it's going to be. But then when you watch this film, it's definitely there. And I can see where people would have a problem with that. And I think it's almost in bad taste because, again, you're trying to bring some, you're trying to bring awareness or something to, you know, like, you know, the, you know, people that, you know, are identify as trans and the, you know, the fluidity of, of everything involved in in some of that, but then at the same time, you're going to literally depict religion and Christianity in your film as as evil and as the as as the true villain of your tale. A lot of that I don't think goes well together because you're trying to mix the oil with the water. I think I, I think in the end you can tell a story, you can talk about these things, you can bring the you know the 
the struggles and the light, you know, that that might, you know, be had without having to completely, you know, in for lack of a better term, demonize something else in your film in such a harsh way. Well, that's, they, that's, they definitely do. That's the thing that I was talking about with Netflix versus theatrical releases is mm-hmm. Netflix doesn't answer to anybody. It's it's within the past couple of years, of Netflix, it's very obvious how Netflix leans politically. I don't need to tell oh, yeah. you. Because, I mean, they're obviously leaning well, one way. And well, okay, hold on. Well, let, in, in all honesty and in all fairness, that's most of Hollywood, right? That isn't it is, just Netflix. It, it, no, okay. I, I, absolutely, it is. To be clear, yeah. How, how, however, like I would say that I would say that we're getting to that point where I mean, look, Disney. We just talked about Haunted Hall, Haunted Mansion, and that's mm-hmm. there's not there's none of this going on in Haunted Mansion. However, they spent 150 million dollars on a movie that made 50 million back. So. I mean, yeah. they yeah. they they took an L on that one, you know, a mm-hmm. hundred million L's on that one for for well, sure. And even in, interestingly enough, Disney had this film first, and they gave it up. They 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 did give it up, which I, yeah. I find I find strange. However, there's some we're never going to hear those. I mean, there's there a hundred conversations that happened between them giving, oh, yeah, it, yeah. giving it up. I'm sure. However, true. So, but with this is there's a whole lot less of theatrical release you have to worry about because you're not worried about getting individual ticket sales with Netflix. You're just worried about keeping their money. So what what's relevant conversation with the strike is people don't people that want everything to be released through streaming, they don't understand there's a lot they don't get. As I understand yeah. you want to watch everything on your couch. I get that. But when for example you Chris, you and your wife and your two kids watch it, mm-hmm. that's you guys paid for one ticket and you got to all of you got to watch it. Oh yeah. You know that's something that you know but with Theatrical releases like in Mitchell's versus the machines that may have indeed been a little more that may have been scaled back. I don't know for sure, but that could have been scaled back a lot. But they're like, they're like, well, we have to worry about we have to get people in the seats, guys. We can't just make I mean, my point is, I don't think Nimona the way it is gets released theatrically. I just don't see a world where that happens. It's possible. I mean, it, it, you're probably right, as, as is what I should say. However, I do think that there is a version of this movie that isn't much different than what we got that does come out theatrically. I do. Um, I, I think um, just some of the lighter subject matter that we've had in in films along these same lines, like Lightyear and such, and um, what was the other one? The one that was really that bombed really bad with the uh, the young. They like they go to this w- strange world. Strange world is, is another yeah. example of you know ha- it ha- it covers so- some of the same ground. It does it a little more subtly, you know, in some cases. But like it, it like but it did come out theatrically. So I think there is a version of Nimona that isn't far from this that comes out in theaters. But I think it would have been dialed back a little bit. But again, maybe in that case, you know, uh, the creator of this wouldn't have sold it, you know, in in the changed form to Disney and let them let them do it. Because that's not the vision that 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 you know that person had. Oh, I, so I, 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 a lot I, of things play into that. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's impossible to know all these things because they're yeah, not yeah. going to say certain things. But mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that I'm I'm also surprised. Again, it's the PG rating is surprising oh, to me too. The the PG rating is what I have the biggest problem with after seeing the film for the first time with my family. Now I want to say like you know since then you know my eight year old has watched this movie like two more times, right? Like, and I have no problem with that. But like this movie was surprising to me when I watched it with them the first time when we did the, the, the episode on this because of, I think, and I think that's where my biggest issue lies is the rating, the things that are shown here, the things that are talked about here. And especially like in the final act of the film and, and, and we'll get there, but like, yeah, it's rating I think is one of the bigger issues 
with what's going on without any warning to what's going to be in this whatsoever. And you can't tell me that Netflix and other streaming services couldn't put on your screen when you start something, a 13 second, you know, like, you know, clip that says this movie is rated PG, but it has this in it. Boom, 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 list it out. And then the movie starts, you know what I mean? Like that is beyond possible, but that hasn't happened here. And I, I'm surprised that this is rated as low as it is, uh, like rating wise. Well, that's, that's the common thing because it's not, again, it's, it's not heavy. It's not subtle. None of it's subtle. It's all mm-hmm. heavy handed. I don't, you know, we don't have to talk about it, but one of the questions that your daughter asked you at a, at a very critical point in the film is a good, oh, question. I'm bringing it up. Is <laughs> it's a question that you as a father shouldn't, shouldn't have to bring up because a film prompted it. Exactly. You know, like, it, especially it, it, film rated yeah. PG shouldn't mm-hmm. should never have prompted this question in, in, in your daughter. Yeah. No, 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 no matter how bright she is and how far ahead of the curve she is academically, there is no way that a PG movie should have put that question in her head. Crazy part that wasn't even the daughter that asked the question. It was my it was my young one who was kind of questionable. You know what I'm saying? Well, fair enough. when she eats a banana, she eats the peel first. She doesn't know why it tastes. Better, <laughs> so, it's look. I've done that. I'm saying I've done that before. It's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. So here's so as you remember, it starts with. Kind of mm-hmm. a fair. T- it starts with a fair tale opening of yeah. There was at one time a monster who was causing, who was causing havoc, and it was yep. banished by a hero Glorith, who kind of saved the nation. And then they built up this whole world around, you know, knights and a futuristic knight society. Where like they they still wear they still use swords and crossbows, but they wear armor. But like they're scooting around in hovercrafts. And it's kind of it's a very cool world that that that, that, that Nimona created. That 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 the world of Nimona creates. That both the comic and the film, it's mm-hmm. a very cool world they created. And and I know Roger was a big fan of that world. However, yeah. there's there's some questions that right off the bat here is in the opening narration that through the sequencing of you don't find out until later why that this monster occurs, mm-hmm. but like it's all important in the discussion, especially in the one we're having today is super important is mm-hmm. one of the things you learn early about Nimona and tell me if I'm wrong about this is Nimona is she's in this world to, she is causing havoc and mayhem to get revenge on the world that outcast her. That's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's my point is, yeah. and she is she is absolutely angry that she's an outcast and she and there is an allegory here for a trans character and she is a trans character now she transforms in a different she shapeshifts they're calling it into like a dragon or rhinoceros and you know she's a boy she turns into a boy and then someone says you're a boy and she she says well today i am well yeah, i mean i mean i think the best quote from nimona herself to like just to sum up what you're saying here is she says the line when i shape when i shape shift i'm free i feel free yeah yeah exactly yeah yes she says like yeah, yeah th- then i then i shape shift and i'm free so it's like like you know that's what's said that kind of like you know that really highlights that thought process that goes behind that character well and, it says you know, it it's say, it says that before she shape shifts she feels icky in her own skin like she doesn't mm-hmm. belong in that skin and when she shape shifts yeah. into something she thinks she belongs as of course that, that, so, I mean, there are definitely connections here to me, and they're, they're not even, it's not even a question of if you made the connection is they're yeah. there. Well, so. and like, and, and like the point you're trying to make is like, you know, she's, she's not, exa- she's definitely not a good guy in this movie, right? Uh, at least not in like a traditional sense. She's absolutely doing some, doing, you know, 
bad things. She is causing problems. She is causing chaos. She is. Well, she, she kills does, she tons of people. Like, she kills tons, tons of people. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, she does. We're, we're, we're a little ahead of, of, of where I'd want to be for that part of the conversation, though. But yes, you are correct. And I think it's fair to say that Nimona isn't exactly a good a good guy character. And it's not like Nimona has been has been out like outwardly and obviously wronged and like and is is trying to like you know bring into light the injustice that's been done to her she's kind of shitty in her attitude and the way that she treats everything and that that could be a product of the way that society has treated her yes but it still doesn't it still doesn't make the things you do okay and i think that's one of the messages that i'm not okay with because you know just because you feel like you're treated unfairly it doesn't give you the right to be unfair back that's not a good value to have i agree you know, 100%, is... which is why i'm confused that this made it into the final cut <laughs> well uh, well but i mean if it's uh, if it's created property that's a character but like and and that's who she is and i get that but it's it again there's irony in the way that like you know the subjects that we're talking about and the things that are that are being you know argued but then that it that it's okay to kind of be this you know be someone who isn't treating things fairly or to be to demonize a group of people that you know that you don't agree with or that don't agree with you and that makes it okay because they don't agree with me uh what like you mentioned the whole opening monologue and i'm talking about glorith and her views but like glora glorith is is a godlike figure depicted as like a savior for these people and it's openly it, it like glorith is their religion right so but like under the surface like aka christianity well well, yeah but like well under this like this movie though tells you a story of like you know glorith is false in her ideals and that she's wrong right so like and that and that and that is the that is a direct correlation to christianity in this film it 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 is and again just like if you would try to argue that the trans stuff isn't in this you you can't argue that the christianity stuff isn't in this and maybe people are okay with it, maybe people aren't, but it's there. And it's something that, you know, is going to affect people as they view this. Uh, even at some point very early on, someone says, it's not what Glorith wanted, talking about Ballister becoming a knight, which is parallel to saying, you know, it's not what God wanted. It's it, it's something that, you know, people commonly say, you know, of Christian faith. If it, Whether it's shitty or not is one thing, but it, it, it in this sense of the film... It's drawing that through line to Glorith representing religion in some way, shape, or form. It goes as far as to the name of the characters, where Ballister, if you really want to dig into this and you know put your put your tinfoil hat on, Ballister rhymes with Alistor. Alistor is a demon within within Christian mythology who is seen as a, as as a an entity that possesses people. Which a, a big Christian belief, which this is wrong, but like a, like a like a big argue point arguing point that Christians used to have was that people that you know were uh, you know LGBTQ, you know th- you know they're being possessed by you know by their sin and things like that. That's why they're the way they are. It's not because they were born that way. All this other stuff. So to name the main character Ballister, which is so close to that name and being depicted as a, you know you know as a demon in that sense, that is a that is a stark you know like just drawn through a line that i don't think belongs in a film like this like no it is well, it, especially especially given the other name that we're given too Ballister, boldheart boldheart mm-hmm. and um golden loin Am- ambrosia <laughs> golden loin like okay if yeah. you want to make someone a joke give them the name golden loin they're yep. a joke you know but exactly. like, that's the thing is if you'll notice 
all the people that are considered good and noble by the end of this movie look one way and all the people that are were that turn out to be evil all look another way and exactly i also that's that's a weird that's a weird thing to put in a pg film that kids are going to really kind of get into yeah exactly and it's, and, it's, and it's, it's it's irresponsible and it's inappropriate is the point yep. Let's and so let let's lead that kind of into something that I'm okay with in the film, and that was the the opening scene we get with Ballister and, and Goldenloin, right? And it's the fact that they like they come together very early on. Ballister's definitely upset, and Goldenloin is trying to, to is trying to comfort him, and and he eventually he eventually puts his hand on his, and then they hold hands, and then Ballister leans his head on his shoulder, and and he finds comfort there. That's a very PG way of showing someone that they are in relationship in some way, shape, or form. These two people care about each other. They're boyfriend and boyfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend, however you want to say it, whatever it is. Like that is an acceptable way, in my opinion, for a PG movie to show that relationship. There are other things that happen in this that, you know, that even to this day, if you if you look on IMDB for a list of um like animated PG movies that have a kiss in them, it's a very short list. It's very short. And that happens in this film as well. I don't care about that, but it's something that comes up when you look at like negative reviews for this film and positive reviews. So like all these things matter when you make your film. There are ways to do this the way that, you know, is acceptable for a PG film, but makes it kind of unacceptable for, you know, for, you know, in that same vein. And I think these are lines that, you know, instead of being like balanced, like someone said, let's just cross the line on everything, but we'll get this made PG anyway. And that's where like a lot of this kind of stuff comes into question. That's why this movie gets a lot of flack. That's why the negative move- reviews that are for this are so negative. You could say, you know, don't listen to them. They're stupid. But at the same time, these are people out there that watch other things that have concerns and have their own viewpoints that, again, if you make a film, you have to you, that's that's fine. But you have to be OK with what discussion it causes and what people say about it. You have to be OK with the backlash, especially if you make mm-hmm. a movie yeah. like this. And again, I don't. And one one, th- one thing I do want to talk about that someone um, I had a conversation with someone about this is what we have to think about Chris is you and me is films today, especially in 2023, films today aren't talking to people like you and me anymore a lot. Well, no, yeah. However, you know, since the conception of the motion picture, we have been the ones that have been talked to, and now mm-hmm. we're not being the ones that are talked to because things are changing in 2023. You know, there's movements, there's, you know, there's now gender studies and the LGBTQ spectrum is becoming bigger and more pronounced and people are starting to, we're rarely starting to incorporate that into everything is, and so we're no longer the thing that movies are talking to all the time. Mm -hmm. We used to be, and we're not now. So I, I, I wonder how that plays a role in modern filmmaking too, though, is crafting a story like this is, the people that are have second thoughts about this, and, and there are quite a few of them, I, I wonder where that falls into it too, though. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a fair point, and it, you know, especially when we're talking about a PG movie, we're definitely not the people that this is being made for at this point, right? But, this, but this also look at kids. But also look at most of the since I mean, since the Disney started making animated films, up to very recently, you know, it was always a princess that needs saving by a guy that. You know, not all of them, but most of them fell into that oh, yeah. category. And, you know, that's the whole thing is and I'm sure young women who grow up to be kind of academics would look at that and say, well, that's that's a bunch of bullshit all the time. Why is that well, always yeah. the trope? But like 
again, things are changing, but I can understand why certain things are not the way they have always been. You know well, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to say. But that's yeah. what I was, some points I wanted to make, though, is like to be fair to the conversation, those points is, is, as well. Well, yeah, uh, agreed. The, uh, like, uh, again, we're going to keep on coming to the PG rating because I think that's the most important thing on my end of stuff. Um, do you remember the human kebab that yeah. was mentioned? On the, you mean the, the rhino? Yeah, the rhino picture, yeah. right? Rhino so, like, I mean, when you when we meet when our main character meets Nimona, like she presents him like like her application, which is just her pictures. A, they're bloody, right? So one thing, but like I don't need my five year old daughter to see a fun looking pink rhino with literal meat skewers attached to its horn and a decapitated person with blood squirting out of it, and then another one with its legs being chopped off and a and a frowny face with tears on it. If my daughter came home from school. And had that, and I had drawn something like that in her folder. I'd be concerned. I would want to know why she drew something like that. That's like a parental like red flag for. Oh my god, my kid's gonna murder another kid. In fifth grade. <laughs> like, yeah, like those course. are things you worry about. But this movie just puts it right out and plain for people to see. And it happens fast. It's kind. It's not. It, it isn't harped on for a long. But there's enough to where a character says human kebab <laughs> and like oh makes the god. joke also, about it. But also with that, with the when they when Nimona breaks him out of prison after everything goes down and he's captured because of, mm-hmm. of the circumstances of the film, which we're not talking about now. But yeah, yeah, when they go past when he's like, why are there no guards anywhere? And they go past that first guard room and in the first guard room. There's 20 dead guards strewn about on the ceiling and on the control panel oh, yeah. and dismembered. Some of them missing limbs. Some of them torn in half is mm-hmm. well, that's a little and Nimona killed them. Well, I mean, so the implication is that she did, but at the same time, she did say that she found him that way. And well, like, of course, she's going to say that. I, I mean, try. I try. Well, I try. I tried to. Th- and when I first watched the movie, I believed her, because like when you first watch the movie, you know something else is at play here, right? So like, with the first time I saw the film, I thought, oh, okay, yeah. So she found him like that. I believe that. So who else is the bad guy here? Like, you know, chopping bodies up. But that never gets addressed. Nobody is ever within the kingdom raising the sword against people, right? That's not happening in this film. You don't know that till the end, you know what I mean? Till you watch the whole thing through. So you're right. Nimona absolutely does that to those guards. And it's like, oh, okay. No, she did that because no one else would have done that here. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it, it is worth mentioning. Another thing I want to ask you, and this is kind of off kilter, but I don't, I, I don't want to have to circle back to it late when we're further into this, is the first time we see Nimona, she has the spray paint, right? She, she's like spraying over the... um the poster or whatever and then she like comes out of the shadows to go look at the tv someone calls her a freak right like like openly says you know you you know you're a freak why she just looks like a kid walking around the kingdom that's nobody knows this nobody knows who she is nobody knows that she's the monster that's the point that's again that's part of the that that's supposed to make it that's what that's part it of makes, the, it. It makes yeah. no sense to the film, though. Nothing. No, she doesn't at all. In plain but sight. It, but it, 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 it's talking to a very small group of people that are watching this movie, and it, it's trying to elicit I, emotion. Which, which again, you miss that with it being a fast-paced kids movie. But as as an adult watching this, like I, I didn't. I, I thought she was going to be like well known already as like some like some chaos driving monster, right? You know, or like you know. But like it's not that, so it it makes no sense for that person. Well, the to monster call her is a freak. the monster is well known. Her Nimona form is not well known. 
Well, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. They know the monster well, exists, but not. Well, what, what, no, they they know it exists in legend. They've never. It, it's been thousands of years, but but like oh, it, it's one sure. of those. It's one of those things where like like for as clever quote unquote as the movie is at times, that just it it just it it sticks out to me as someone who's watching the film intelligently to kind of like you know figure out what makes the movie tick and like that makes no sense. Like the person that is Nimona that we're given to early on, nobody knows that she is who she is or what she does. Nope. So I just it just makes no sense for someone to call her a freak like that. Well, and that, I, that, that bothers it's completely, me. It's completely fourth wall breaking because it's only there to elicit anger and people mm-hmm. watching. That's the only the reason yeah. that's there is to make it that much more emotional for people. That's the only reason that's there. Yeah. It has to be. Otherwise, there's no reason that line makes any sense. It just doesn't. So, yeah. But also along with the along with the PG rating is some of the lines here. Now, you know, films have dozens of people pouring in a pouring over and approving these scripts that are, you know, every line of dialogue is supposed to mean something. And given the PG rating, some of the lines that are delivered also to me, doesn't, it doesn't rate, it doesn't rate with the rate. Excuse me, I'd hiccup. It did. It, it does not congruent with the rating it's received. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, for th- th- things, Things like, and I mean, it just, some of them depend on on how with it the child is that's watching this. But in today's world, with social media and everything, there's not much that they're not exposed to real quick. Is mm-hmm. um some things that like Nimona says is, you know, in 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 the cell, she says, once everyone sees you as the villain, that's how they always see you. Yeah, stuff like that is. I mean, again, it's a weird thing to be teaching kids that. It's kind of well, doing the opposite effect that the movie's trying to have. Yeah, well, like it, it's, I'm okay with teaching the lesson that, like, you know, you shouldn't judge people before you get to know them. All this other stuff, you know, or you shouldn't be quick to judge people either. Like, I'm okay with getting that message across and that Nimona is a funny, you know, quirky, you know, you know, and just a fun person to be around. You know, when she's you know being her crazy ass self. But it, it's, I think you're onto something when you say like, you know, like it's the message that's being told to like, you know, within a PG film and how it's being delivered is also important, especially to parents that are watching this. this movie for kids. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I always got a few others is when they're in the closet, mm-hmm. when they're, when they're, when they're escaping and they're in the closet and having a real conversation be right before she transit, right before she turns into the rhino for the first time, she says, she says, trust me. And he goes, why should I trust you? What, what, what am I trusting? What are you going to do? Because she's worried that he's going to, look at her differently once she transitions into the rhino is yeah. she says, if you don't trust me, you'll die in this closet. It's a, mm-hmm. that's a very selective, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sequence of wording that to someone who at school has no doubt heard that term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, you know, uh, that could start to formulate that, that could start to click some things in their head. And I'm just, you know, and then the, the, the whole thing with monster and there's a dozen other lines that I, I wrote down as I, you know, well, that, I mean, in in fairness, Mon- Monster is the moniker that the people have given her, right? You know, not right, her specifically, course. but like, but who she is as a legend. So I I think Correct. that's that's a that's also a, a decent allegory towards society and like you know not not judging everyone you know for you know because their ideals different from you, which I think is an okay message. But again, it's still delivered in the heavy handedness of what's being delivered here is what the real problem is to me. And like, there are other lines that when, when people argue that, you know, well, it's, it's not, it's not as, it's not as heavy handed as you think. It's not, it's not as, it's not as present as you think it is. Like there are multiple lines in this film that 
you know, that you can't deny definitely like, you know, lean into that to, you know, someone being, you know, trans or, you know, gender fluid, like things like it would be easier if you were a girl, you know, it would be easier if you were a human, you know, and then she asks easier for who, which is, which is, which is a very common argument. And like, you know, in like the responses for you, people aren't as accepting as me, you know, people that kind of like hold themselves at a high, at a higher standing because they because they're you know well i'm friends with you so it makes so like you know i'm i'm definitely better than other people like the other people won't understand but i do kind of thing where like i think that's a shitty position to take you know and that's something that that you know that people in the lgbtq you know realm deal with and it's very real and that's something that like while the dialogue again is there and it's there are things worth having discussions about it isn't worth discussing in a pg movie for kids because i don't think that that like you know i think that that should be something that comes about you know as as you experience that and as you deal with that in a natural way not in a way that's through your media it just it just doesn't make sense to me in that sense um she says something else like i wouldn't die but i sure wouldn't be living that kind of thing where that implies we're like you know like i have to make this change or i or i i'll never be happy it, well, that's, it's that's, hard. That's, that's the conversation when he asked her about what's it like to shapeshift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, she uh, said that it feels worse not to do it, but when I do it, I'm free. Yeah. Like these are all things that while, while very real conversations, I don't think they're appropriate for my, for my nine, eight, seven, six year old, five year old to be watching and like having questions about and trying to explain that is while it's, while it, it's a conversation that a parent can and should have it. Sh- I don't think it should come about from, you know, watching a movie like this. Uh, I, that, I agree. That, that's my stance on it. I the agree. Go, go, go. Sorry. No, no, no. Well, I, uh, I have heard rumors about, and it's only in my very niche, because I'm curious about the rating system. I've always been curious about it, is that the rating system doesn't, it doesn't include where we've been for the past three years of conversation. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, when the rating system is retooled, which it will absolutely it should be. have to be eventually because of what's happened is this movie may, I mean, it's going to, it's a PG movie because once you get the rating, you're always a get that rating yeah. but yeah if it was rated you know after the things have changed it would not i'm sure it would not receive a pg rating i can't believe it got the pg rating with in, in the current form of the rating scales though you know what i mean and and i think i think we're closing in on the biggest one where i can't believe it um i did want to bring up um kind of linking to the whole you know the guy calling her a freak at the very beginning and not having any reason you know ha- having any reason to Two more things happen in this movie that confuse me on Nimona the character and what they're trying to depict her as and and like trying to give you reasons to connect with her. There's two points in this film where someone looks at her and is and is you know scared or worried or wary of her, right? It's um it's Ballister in inside of their hideout when she starts to scream at him and she hulks up. He knows what she's capable of, right? Like he knows how destructive she can be. And she's be- and she's growing in size and getting and and she's got that you know that red eye glow going on which you know she's shown that she becomes you know playfully violent with and he starts to draw his sword a little bit. I think it's unfair for her to get upset with him for being for feeling threatened in that moment. He's in a small ass room with essentially a a bear in a second. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> Why wouldn't he? be wary and ha- and start to draw his sword. You know what I mean? She's obviously being aggressive and and starting to become, you know, you know, what would be considered dangerous. 
So why wouldn't he be cautious at that point or be a little bit worried? She's volatile. She isn't, she hasn't been exactly stable the entire time he's known her. So it's unfair of her to be upset when like that happens. Now, if she's upset at herself for losing control and realize that she upset him or made him feel worried, that's one thing, but that's not what happens there. The other thing is, is the point where she becomes the dragon and she scares the kid, right? This is a big thing I have a problem with. She gets so upset, and that's what sparks what happens with between her and him anyway. She gets so upset by that. She says, she and she brings up, she says the line, and I'm the monster. But, she, you know, Namona, you became an actual monster and scared a kid and who pulled up a sword to protect himself. You know what I mean? Like, how, like, I don't know how you can be upset in that moment at society when you've shown them that you can become a dragon and you're destructive. And then you scared a kid with that. Like oh, is, I don't understand is, like the character moment. Is is that the other girl that is scared of her? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that when, little girl. When, and, when and, Nimona turns into her actual girl yes. form, which which we what at at that point we still haven't seen the origin story yet. So yeah, exactly. Yep. That form is new to us, but still it's got it's got the, 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 the thematic resonance is coming. But you're right. But it's again like the freak comment. It's it's artificially manipulated to get mm-hmm. the response that they want the viewer to have of well, yeah because you're you're yeah. supposed to feel for you're supposed to be like oh namona poor namona no i felt for that kid i felt for the kid who was well, scared about the big fucking dragon that was gonna that he thought was gonna eat him so he, he brought up a yeah. sword or <laughs> like, you, you feel bad for balister when he's gonna i mean when he thinks he's going to die because he, she's just gonna kill him or because he's yeah, stuck in just, the bear yeah Although I do think it's hilarious when she becomes the dragon that one night's like crispy because it's the crispy oh, dragon. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, no, I get that that's too. That's and, and, side, but you're, you're right. The uh, questions you're raising are right questions, and it's it's because this movie is artificial. It's manipulated in certain places to get that response. That's the point of that thing. Is like, but that the fact that it's manipulated at all to get a response is it it undercuts the entire message of the film. Well, it, it undercuts the message that it wants to portray in a positive way. That's, I don't think it undercuts the message. Yeah, it undercuts the delivery being, I don't know, pure is the wrong word, right? But it's like, it, it's, it's, there's a way to, to get the exact message you want to cross. But I just, I think that, again, like you said, it's being done in a way that's, that isn't genuine in the storytelling. It's things that are kind of forced in to certain points. So you go, so like you react a certain way to it. And I don't, and I think there's plenty of ways to tell this story and plenty of ways to, to, you know, to, to tell, like, to get these points across and have real discussions about them and start that, in, you know, in any way you want to just not, you know, the way that this movie kind of goes about it with how heavy handed it is and how off kilter it can be for some things in here that just don't make sense for reactions and words that are said and all that other stuff. Um, it, it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't ring like true to me in that sense at that point. It, it, it's where I start to see the holes and then it makes me question the rest of it. And I look at it closer and then like, I start to see the things that just don't line up in, in the movie that I'm watching. But that, but that also, I think there's some of that that I'm always talking about with you and Roger is Netflix quality control is they don't care that it doesn't make sense. They, they just care that it's, that it's there for people to watch again. They don't, it's just take 10 seconds here. And let me just, there's an aside here that in Netflix's mind, they're eventually going to beat theaters and be the only option. Streaming will be the yeah. only option, not Netflix, but yeah. streaming. And then, then you have no choice. Then your kids have no choice, but to watch this. So yeah. that's what they're counting on one day. But you're right though, is once you start to poke holes in one thing, then it's kind of like a house of straws it, or a house of dominoes, house of cards. It just all comes tumbling down. Because I mean, if you 
a lot of this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. A lot of this is artificially put. It, it artificially goes down a path because the creator wanted to. Yeah, I mean, like, so I, I, I would, I, I think before we talk about the last thing here, which I think is the biggest piece of this and why I have the biggest problem with the movie is like, I would love to talk to someone who, who, who like, who like, who saw this film and really loved it and is a part of the LGBTQ, you know, um, community and, you know, and is, and has all that happening and have an actual discussion about like what they think are highlights of this and what they think are lowlights if they have any and that and that kind of thing you know like i would love to have that discussion i think unfortunately it's hard to have discussions about anything that you don't agree on you know in, in in an idealist kind of way i do think that there's a lot of good here and a lot of things that happen in, this, in like with this film that are spectacular for you know you know for movies you know it, it's a successful kids movie first off and again, we've talked about how how gorgeous the movie was when we saw it, how entertaining it was. It's definitely flashy and all these positive things for this. It's, you know, but I, I would like to discuss like the deeper level, you know, you know, with other, you know, other people with different, with like, with like drastically different mindsets of me, but like, it needs to be a conversation is the thing, you know, like, like you need to be open to have, you know, have your mind changed, whether people do or not is, is, is another thing. Well, that's, that, you need that's to be open tough. to that. That's tough because we live in a, I mean, we don't have conversations. We have sound bites. You know, yeah, well, I mean, TikTok is so like the 10 seconds here, 10 seconds there, like Vine. Like yeah. we don't, we don't have actual conversations anymore about things. We have polar, we have polar one end, polar other end, and we have sound bites and that's it because no one's, no one's mm-hmm. open to mind changing. That's the whole thing is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think, I think, I think, again, I think the fact that, that, go, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think that's the unfortunate part because I think that when you, when you make something like this, that you're trying, that you're obviously trying to get a message across and obviously trying to change minds. If that's the goal is to change minds that should, well, I'm, I should say that should be the goal, not having the debate and the shouting match and the listening to react. It should be to, you know, open a door for discussion and find out exactly where, you know, like where this lands, you know, for everyone who sees it, not just, you know, one, one specific group of people. I agree 100% about that. hundred percent. It's, but we just don't live in that world anymore where we can have discussions that, that are always, hard. Peace, that are always, always peaceful and don't, don't, get, <laughs> you know, they, they stay peaceful the whole time because it's just yeah. people's it, opinions. It, they don't, they're not, they're not allowing them to be changed. It's if you don't yeah. think like I do, then you're the enemy. Yeah. So that's just the whole thing though. But yeah. So, uh, so do you want to lead into to the next part? Well, I think we should talk about. I, I'm assuming you're, you're 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 talking about the 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 climax of the film. Yes, yes, I am. The, the giant monster, the giant black monster that comes in the city and mm-hmm. the sword and everything is. But what yeah. that so that has to that all stems on that 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 all stems off of a off of a piece of dialogue that I think is important to start with if we're gonna if we're if we're, if we're going there is. Um, there's a there's a part in the film where where Ballister and Namon are having a conversation and Ballister still, again, he's the disillusioned knight that he can't believe the world isn't like he thought it was. And he's still trying to keep mm-hmm. that, that flash of what he thought it was. And, he, and even though it doesn't work, he's still trying to keep that. And the conversation goes down a path where, where she says, we're, because he has now been painted as the villain and no one sees him as a hero, but he's, Everyone sees him as the villain. And she says, protecting the, and he says something about, we still have to protect the realm because if we let our guard down, that's when things go wrong. And she says, protecting the realm from villains like you 
or monsters like me. Again, part of the heavy handedness and what leads into. And then that conversation then goes down to a place where she says, I don't know what's scarier. The fact that everyone in this kingdom wants to run a sword through my heart or that sometimes I just want to let them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of also, again, with the, with the PG rating is you're having very young, impressionable kids watch this. Yeah. And it's, they're seeing a character that they've, that some of them will identify with and maybe start to feel some kind of kinship with. Then they're talking about, well, maybe I should, because I'm different, maybe I should let society do what they will with me. But anyway, that's Mm -hmm. a whole different, that's part of the reason I like that. But then going into the final act of where the monster, where Nimona feels like she has to do because of what's happened in the movie. So Chris, take it away, please. Well, so she, she, becomes a giant rage monster, right? Or well, actually, I think it's more of a sorrow monster. That's why that's why she's black and white now instead of, you know, her usual colors. And she's she's huge in size and she locks on to this statue of of um of Glorith that's in the middle of the city, which is a giant statue. This comes off of just of seeing the origin of Nimona and like and Glorith and all that kind of stuff, right? So she feels betrayed and let down and abandoned and those all come flooding back when she sees the statue and she's in a, in a state. So she's going through the city now as this giant sorrow monster. She's being attacked by everyone. She's not really attacking. She's just making her way towards the glory statue. When she finally reaches this statue, she, t- she stands up tall as tall as she can. And she exposes her heart and it's her core, right? But it's definitely her heart. It's pulsing, you know, and beating like a heart would. And she presents it to the statue right against the tip of this like reached like wretched out sword and her intent is as she gives gives this this like this wail of despair to end her own life she's going to commit suicide on this sword is what is what is being shown on the screen and all that is with her voicing over what you what Grayson just said earlier is you know sometimes i just want to let them and that's referring to you know being stabbed you know by the sword so the intent here is suicide. It's clear. It's clear as day. And, you know, you know, my youngest, when we watched this, she reacted to that scene and asked a question about, you know, you know, why does she want to do that? And I get having those kind of tough conversations with your kids. I'm all for it. I, you know, I plan to have all those as they come up, you know, in their day to days. I'm not ready for my five-year-old to bring it up and I'm not ready for it to come from a PG movie that I watch. It just doesn't have any place here, and it doesn't belong in this film rated PG. This film should not have had this scene in it, and I had a problem with it when I saw it, when I watched it. I had a problem when I watched it again in context by myself, and it just doesn't belong in a PG film that's meant for kids. But it's a heavy subject, and I get it, but I I, I just don't think. I also don't think it belongs in in the Nimona film that they've given us up to that point. Again, it kind of okay. goes. It, it kind of goes against what we've been, especially what Ballister has learned, mm-hmm. in, in in dealing with in in his dealings with Nimona and learning more about her as a person. It's it kind of goes against all of that too. Is in mm-hmm. in, yeah. in a certain way, it's almost you know like you know the the, the common thing that people and talked about three hundred. People love three hundred. That's a great movie. It's very linear narrative, and the whole thing is not giving in. Do not surrender. But yeah. the queen does give in to that that evil politician and he has her way with her in the throne room and it's it's kind of a weird like well that's 
the whole thing of the movie is don't give in and you give in willingly to get what you want. So mm-hmm. that's all, but like, that's the whole thing. Like that's the, the whole here is to me, it kind of goes against what the rest of the movie was saying, but it's a very powerful moment, mm-hmm. especially with the scream is you see her, like she just looks, she exposes her heart, looks up in the air and just lets out this massive and very sorrowful, but horrifying scream because she's, the next thing she's going to do is put herself onto the sword and end her own life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, what, what, what happens next, of course, is, is equally as powerful when Ballister stops it, her. It, it is. You know, Ballister comes in and, and like, it, it shows that, you know, it shows ex- understanding and acceptance and all those positive things that can come from a conversation like that. But again, it's just, it's just the avenue in which this is delivered, I don't think, lines up with the subject matter of what, of what I have to talk about. You know what I mean? It just... I don't think this is where that belonged. I think, I think, yeah, I think the 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 pushing of the envelope for the kids should have been when we got the origin story of why of what happened between Nimona and Glorith. That should have been as far as the movie pushed for kids to show them visually without any dialogue what happened. Well, I mean, I think even there you you could have talked about you know. Like, Glorith should have stood by her friend. You know what I mean? Glorith should have, you know, done all these things differently. Yes. But, like, it's, again, it led into something much deeper, much darker. And I don't think, you know, fits that PG tone. It just really doesn't. No, none of it does. Which is, I mean, look, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to come off as that guy. But I would imagine this didn't get a PG rating. They greased the wheels on this one. I would imagine it did. And another thing is when this comes up against Spider-Man for best animated feature... Which is the best? Which is the better movie, Chris? No, oh, Spider-Man, hands down. Well, it, doubt. It's, it's not even a thing, but this will win. This will win. I mean, okay, this has a chance to win. We can't say it will win because Spider-Man's been huge since it started. You know, back with Spider-Verse. You know, into the Spider-Verse before. But, you know, but I have a feeling they greased the wheels to get that rating that that, that they wanted to the, mm, the, the PG I mean, rating. I don't doubt that at all. Like, 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 like you say that, and it makes a lot of sense when you say it. I, I don't, I don't agree with it, obviously, but it's one of those things where. I just I think that the awareness for you know how how impactful that 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 conversation is, and it's not even the right conversation. Like that's not what this movie should have been about. This movie should have been about the main message that that, that was trying to you know that was trying to get across that that can possibly fit a you know a narrative you can have with you know with your younger you know child if you so choose. So I don't want to talk to my five year old about suicide. There's not an ounce of my fatherly being that wants to have that conversation no, no with, one, with a child. No, that one, young. no one does, especially well, like, in the, especially in the circumstance that they presented in too. Yeah, well, like, well, yeah, because because it highlights giving up, right? But like, the, the, like the other piece of that is, is like, like children should be shielded from the from the discussion of suicide for as long as possible they because be it is something from a lot of these. Well, discussions. true, but but uh, but especially that one because. Because it's been proven that, that that mindset can be contagious, that 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 can actually affect you. If some that if that happens to someone that's close to you, your chances of now of now following through with something like that goes up drastically compared to to prior. So, like all these things shouldn't even be a possibility in something that's presented for children. That's my I, biggest I, problem. I agree with you. I a hundred percent will agree. And there's I don't think there's a parent on the planet that would disagree with you on that. I mean, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe a few, but I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a, I, mo- most parents don't want their kids learning these, especially at young ages, these very, very mature things. I think this movie oversteps its bounds with what it's putting on the screen 
given the rating it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I think that's a problem. But that's just I mean to me that's a problem. To, to other people that may not be a problem. So again, it's a discussion point. But they did get the PG rating, so I also wouldn't be surprised if they presented a certain cut for the PG rating and they got it and then they then they uploaded then like then this one was one uploaded to Netflix. Mm, yeah. So I mean, but, I mean, who's gonna check? Yeah. You know, who's gonna? Yeah, true. I mean, like it goes. It's a very different conversation than what we brought with Barbie, right? Like we mentioned the fact that, like you know, we walked into our movie theaters and there's plenty of moms with like their very young, you know, girl daughter, you know, their very young daughters watching that movie with them, and it's like, oh, these parents are going to be in a rude awakening here in a moment when they find this isn't this isn't a kids Barbie movie. You know, that's a little bit different with the subject that's in that film. That you know, you can just kind of like, okay, we gotta go. But this is different. Or one thing we kick ass we talked about last week with Roger is. Kids, yep. you know, parents walk in to think it's going to be a comic book film, and it's you know, family People friendly, and it's, <laughs> their it's throat very... slit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you yeah. know, it's very very quickly not that, but this is a different kind of that. But it's it's even worse that it's on streaming. So there's no there's no gatekeeping of any kind. Even even for like when Netflix releases like or any streaming platform for that matter releases like radar films. There's no mm-hmm. gatekeeping. At least in a theater, the one gatekeeping there is you that child should not be sold a ticket for a rated R film, but mm-hmm. in streaming, yeah. it doesn't matter. But the same with this is like, even if it comes up on the screen, even if Netflix were to do the responsible thing and say PG 13, but these themes are prevalent parents, please yeah. know that before you press play with, if, if a kid's doing it, then that's useless. True. Yeah. So. Cause this will come up, this will come up in a, you know, on a kid's profile on Netflix. So you can't really, exactly. So I mean, it's, it. there's no gatekeeping at all. So, I mean, that's going to have to be, I have a feeling that's streaming services are going to have to change as well to, to, to maintain that kind of yeah. rating versus kid, how old they are and you know what they can watch, what they can't watch. But that's a whole different, again, it's a whole different issue, but well, yeah, well, so like, like, like well, I think, I think the last thing that I want to highlight, and this is just anecdotal. Imagine if a rated E video game came out, right? Like it's like some Sonic game, Sonic and tails go, you know, go to Louisiana. Right. So like, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, you're playing your Sonic game. You're getting some robust story. It's been pretty good. And then Tails decides that she doesn't want to run anymore. And she and she decides to kill herself. Uh, you know, that, that she wants to do. There would be riots. Like, you can't, like, you can't do that. You know, that's essentially what happens here. And, you know, you're on this fun ride doing this thing that, you know, is supposed to be geared towards kids. And all of a sudden, you know, Tails skewing herself on, on a spike coming out of the ground. You know, and like it just it doesn't line up, and, and and like it's not okay. It just it just it just isn't. <laughs> I imagine you're probably right. I mean, I imagine there are a lot of. I mean, I'll I'll use the word father because you're a father. I imagine there are a lot of similar fathers and mothers out there with with very like they're like yes yes exactly. I didn't. I watched that and I was like, why did I let my kid watch this? It's a bad mm-hmm. idea. But it's, yeah. I imagine a lot of people are have the same things that you talked that you talked about and they're 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 very they're very just concerns absolutely yeah. as a parent they're to young kids that you know you want you should be able to choose when they're exposed to these things and when they're not exposed yeah. to them but yeah but it, again like, like this is all on the back and the only reason why this gets talked about in this way is because like i don't want to say tragedy that's a little dramatic of me but like you know it's a good movie it's a fun movie at heart you know what i mean like like it, it's it's got so much so many elements that kids, you know, are going to love that families can watch together, you know, like it's entertaining, all that stuff. And then, you know, the stuff that lies just below the surface, though, it, it, it puts a, it puts a damper on what could have what could be 
a near perfect family experience with a film like this, you know, and, and kudos for the ones that can kind of let this roll off their shoulders and all that kind of thing and you know, enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's just, it, it's, it's hard from, you know, from my personal perspective, you know, on, you know, watching movies with my kids. I, I mean, I, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, so th- thank you for, for, for joining me. I don't, this is yeah. a, this is a first of, you know, uh, Nimona, a closer look or first of a close look at a film, which I would definitely mm-hmm. like to keep doing in the pad. And they won't, I mean, they won't all be like <laughs> Nimona, but yeah, yeah. I, I would like to do deeper dives, closer looks at other movies going forward. The next um, one will be Morbius. <laughs> 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 oh man, we, we'll, we'll watch the, the the five hour cut of Morbius and talk about that. It's, it's Morbin time, baby. It's Morbin. Okay, Roger's here in spirit. Now I know he's here. <laughs> that was his sad part is he'll, he'll he'll never hear it. No, he won't. No, he won't. He won't either. That's the thing. <laughs> um, so with the smallest, like again, it, it doesn't. It wouldn't have been Nimona, but I mean, just the smallest thing of just like just keep Nimona a dragon. The whole time, but again, that's not Nimona. That's then you have exactly. a different thing. That's not the adapted. Yep. That's not the adapted work. But I mean, there, the world we live in is a tricky one. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. That. But thank you for joining me tonight, Chris, for that. Yeah, that was fun. Drive. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it again, especially watching it again with context and like writing things yeah. down. Like, oh yeah. Well, does this make sense with the character, and does that make sense with the character stuff, stuff like that? But it, it was yeah, interesting the, retrospective. The, the things I noticed on that second watch through and like thinking about like the bigger picture of like the film was like, like, like the, catching that guy calling her a freak when it's like, he's, she's, she's just a kid walking towards the TV screen, dude. Like, I don't understand what's <laughs> happening here. Like it, it was definitely an interesting ride in that sense. Indeed, sir. Well, this has been episode 342 B of <laughs> for the love cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave us a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I'm Chris Bond with no X. And Roger is at Rog Stillian. Don't forget don't, to check us out. Don't on, plug him. He's not here. Oh, he's always here. He's here in spirit. <laughs> you brought him here in spirit when you said what you said. Yeah, you know what you whatever. said. All right. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Also check us out on YouTube. And send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. And still a Michael J. Fox movie. Why did you whisper that, you weird fucker? Because I just feel like Mutant Mayhem is like whispered. I, I, I don't know what, what crazy hijinks they're going to get in in that movie. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-mm.